Juliana Richter is a partner at Waypoint Partners, a leading growth and M&A advisory firm in the UK and US. She spent the last 20 plus years in senior leadership and agency management roles, where she's been focused on communications, operations, client management and business development. Prior to joining Waypoint, Juliana was U.S. Chief Operating Officer at Edelman, the world's largest independent PR firm, where she led the largest region with 2,700 employees and revenue close to $500 million. Juliana, welcome to the show. I, I want to start with a quote from Dan Sullivan from Strategic Coach, who said recently on a podcast, the problem is not the problem. The problem is that people don't know how we should be thinking about the problem. How are you and your clients thinking about the problem at the moment? Well, first of all, thank you so much again for having me here um, in my lovely, beautiful bedroom. Uh, I love that you started with that quote because I think that's that's at the crux of what a lot of companies are grappling with right now. There's actually multiple problem sets that companies need to be thinking through. It's not just one big problem. And just to add you know, some some intrigue to it, those problem sets evolve and have different phases. So what do I mean when I say that? I, I think the first problem set, as you're you're looking at, you know, at, at COVID-19 and what most companies are focused on right now, the first problem set is really around what can companies be certain about when there is so much uncertainty? And that's in the immediate phases, I, I think, you know, the last three four weeks um, for many companies in, in many of the Western countries, really starting to think about their people. What do they need to be doing to communicate with their people? How and what do they need to be thinking about as it relates to their operations? And how can they sustain those operations, especially with pretty much everyone going mobile um, and working remotely? And then if especially, again, you're in marketing services or any company where you have a client that you're servicing, what are the contingency plans that you need to be putting into place for the clients and the work that you might have planned out, you know, three, six months? So, so that's kind of the first group of problems that most of the companies that, that we're, we're working with are dealing with, grappling with and thinking through. And in, in order of priority, is there one that you sh- suggest that people should be grappling with first if we rank them in order of, okay, this is crucial for us to be focusing on first, second and third? Um, or are they all equally as important? Should we all grapple them all at the same time? That's like the Sophie's Choice question for <laughs> business. Sure. Um, they are, I think in so many ways, unfortunately, they are all equally important. Um, but if I had to say, you know, what do you, if you're, you're not sure what to do, what do you need to do first? I think you need to really ensure that you're looking at your operations. Hmm. Because if you don't get that in order, um, and if you don't know what your plans are and what you're going to do for contingency um, continuity from a business standpoint, then you're you're in a chaos situation. So I think if you have to focus, focus there first, mm. then really quickly, then focus on the communications. Mm. Because people in, in these environments, um, and it's understandable, people get very anxious, especially when there's a void of information sure. and a void of communication. And so I think as soon as you are getting the, you know, the kind of operational structure in place that you need, communicating to your stakeholders about exactly what you're doing is right behind it. And and I think as soon as they get up and running, they should be working 
um, very much hand in hand. Mm, really interesting. Okay, well, let's get into that in, in a bit more detail because one of the reasons I, I really wanted to speak to you and sort of get you on the show is that your your expertise is in three main areas, really operations, as you said, communications and, and leadership, and, and we'll touch on e each of the three. But let's start with operations, especially as it relates to marketing services, businesses. Um, so how should we be thinking about business continuity and operations at the moment? Because there are some agencies out there that have retained service offerings or retained clients and generally from the ones that I'm speaking to, they're able to continue with some level of, uh, you know, they're able to sort of see the future over the next three, six months um, quite easily because they've got retained relationships. The ones that are more project led have projects and it's not as easy for them to see what the future looks like. How how do you talk to them about operations and maintaining, uh, you know, maintaining their business when it's not as easy to see where revenue is going to come from two or three months or four months down the line? Sure. Um, and I think there's I look at it in two ways in terms of operations. You have your internal inside facing operations just as a business, right? So how are you handling your mobility, your privacy and security, the policies um, that you need to be putting in place, your response team, who who is in charge of the roles and responsibilities, especially if you're managing um, now a remote workforce. So there's all of those components that are kind of, you know, part A of operations. Part B, which is what you're talking about, is now kind of external facing. So your clients and your customers and, and what you need to be doing with them. I do think that there are some companies, you're right, that might have retainer relationships. And so they have a different challenge. Their challenge is looking at how do they revise and reimagine the programs and the recommendations that they might have had in place in three months, for example. Um, what you know should they be doing instead of a particular, you know, maybe um, consumer-facing event that won't happen now, um, or you know, a sponsorship around a large event that is being postponed, like the Olympics. Mm -hmm. um, so things of that nature, the the kind of contingency planning. But I also just want to caution. I I think any client, whether it's project or retainer, they're all freaking out a little bit right now. Sure. They're all wondering what should they be doing and they have pressure on them internally, uh, you know, on the brand or the company side uh, to be really rethinking every budget commitment. So, you know, there shouldn't be necessarily a, um, a comfort um, that's so much greater if it's a retainer client. I think right now the question is, how can you, if you're servicing a company, how can you be most valuable to them in, in helping them do what they need to do, especially since they can't all go quiet? They have to be promoting a product or a service, and that's why they're hiring agency partners. And so that's really the delicate balance and, and thinking through that in a moment in time. Really interesting. I spoke to a CMO of a large tech company last week, and he was saying very much um, what you've basically just said around last the week before last was all about operations, moving everyone to a virtual working environment, making sure that all of their teams were safe, healthy, uh, they had all their policies and procedures in place. This week is the first week that they've been able to sort of start looking forward into the future and seeing, okay, what is the next three months look like? What is the next six months, nine months? And creating scenarios for each one of those quarters. 
Um, how do you? How are you thinking about? Is is that the sort of thing that you're that you're recommending first and foremost? And how are you thinking about the second part of that? Communicating these changes to stakeholders, employees, clients, customers, because communications at this point is probably more important than ever. Mm. Yeah, and, and I think um, whoever you spoke to exactly right. I th- what we're calling is, you know, and others too, the new normal. That's the second set of problem sets. I think that most companies are, are now finding that they're entering into or very soon will be. And that's really looking ahead at, okay, if this is going to be the way that, you know, the world is for the foreseeable future, and none of us have a crystal ball and know exactly, you know, when things will go back to before. Um, But, you know, we should assume at least a few months where it's going to be um, disruptive of this nature. And so therefore, in that environment, the new normal, what do you need to be doing and thinking? And it starts with scenario planning which is, I think, one of the best approaches in any crisis or any challenging situation any company has access to, because that will give you some sense of control Hmm. if you think through the likeliest scenarios that will be coming up. And therefore, if they happen, what do you need to be doing? So when we say scenario planning, it's not just, you know, finger in the air. I wonder if this is going to happen. It's truly, here's a scenario where we could be looking at six months of disruption, and here are all the ways that will impact our business, our clients, our program, our employees, and our community, and really going through it in a really methodical way to understand what do you need to do now to put that in place. That, I think, is critical, and and most of the clients that we're working with now um, don't necessarily, or maybe didn't necessarily, I'll put it that way, see the need for that and mm. they're starting to come around mm. to understanding how just how important of a, of a tool and a strategy scenario planning can be. The other thing you mentioned though, Nathan, is um, communications. Throughout all of it, you need to be, I think, you know, even having over communication right mm. now, especially with employees um, who probably many have not ever been through in a, you know, a situation like this, uh, and then all of the other key stakeholders. And one thing I think that's been interesting for me <clears throat> to see, and if maybe this is a silver lining, so many companies um, in the last couple of weeks that I'm working with and, and just that I'm aware of are starting to see more of a community stakeholder um, importance than they did before. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, they're operating now in a, in a community that might, you know, be shut down or might be in a situation where they're overflowing with um, COVID-19 cases or doctors who don't have, you know, the, the proper um, surgical attire and masks. And a lot of companies probably, you know, if it was a year ago, wouldn't have been thinking about what do they need to do? What's their responsibility? Um, in that community, and they're really changing that now to to offer either their products or their services or even their physical space and mm-hmm. any resource they can. So th- it's it's a complicated time, but I think that those are some of the areas from operations and communications that that a lot of the companies are are starting to think through. Mm. And from a business development point of view, and a sales and, and and business development point of view, you mentioned that this is not the time for businesses to go quiet, but as, as it relates to marketing services businesses specifically, a lot of their clients have cancelled work or paused work um, because they're just uncertain about what the future holds. And is what you're saying 
that is the wrong thing for them to be doing as they should be communicating even more in, at this time. But I guess the pushback from that is uh, sort of the last thing that people want to be doing at this point from what I've been hearing mm -hmm. is actually is selling and buying anything. Uh, a lot of businesses are trying to consolidate as much as possible and trying to be as lean as they can be. And the last thing they really want to be doing is, is, is sort of purchasing products and services at this point. How should we be thinking about sales, marketing and new business right now? It's such an important question. Um, and I think it's on everyone's mind. I, I think communicating and selling are very different. I think communicating truly, especially in a time like this, is about what you are doing for your employees, what you were doing, again, in the community, um, and how you're helping. And that is, I think, a good lens that companies should use is how can I be helpful right now? Um, and if the answer is I don't, I can't what we're doing just isn't relevant right now, um, then, then you're not necessarily out in the marketplace. But if you are helping, and helping is truly helping, helping is providing expertise um, and talent, providing, again, resources. Some companies are providing products. One of my favorite stories, it's, it's here in Brooklyn and New York, but I know it's happening in London and others as well. Distilleries, these little tiny distilleries are using the alcohol that they have either leftover or that they're just not manufacturing right now and, and using that to create um, now hand sanitizer because there's such a, you know, a, a limit on that. Mm. So that's a great example of a company helping, right? Mm. Um, or, or, you know, another organization that instead of all of its restaurants serving people because they can't, they're using their, their kitchens and their staff to bring food to first responders and people in hospitals. Those are stories of helping. So I think when you're doing that and it's genuine and authentic, Communicating about that is totally appropriate. Is that marketing? Hmm. Not necessarily. Hmm. Is that going to pay off down the road? Absolutely. Consumers will remember that. Hmm. Um, I think people are much more in touch with the companies that are doing, are helping, and they will be loyal to those companies down the road. Um, and so, you know, would that be considered marketing? Maybe not in the traditional sense, but sure. it certainly will help the product and the company. Sure, definitely. No, definitely. I, you know, one thing that I keep on coming back to is the fact that we, we will get out of this at some point. We don't know when, but we will. And I think people will look back at those companies that helped and added value in some way, shape or form and look back on them favorably. And there'll be a lot of goodwill associated to those to those brands and those companies. Agree. Now, the the last thing I wanted to talk to you about, Juliana, was the leadership component, because if we needed leaders at any point in our time, now is the time for leadership um, uh, more than any other time uh, in living memory, really. Um, how have some of the best, what have been some of the best examples of you, that you've seen of leaders really sort of taking the ball by the horns and, and leading in this um, tumultuous time? Yeah, I, I think that's probably one of the biggest challenges that, that I'm seeing um, with a lot of the companies that, that we're working with, because this is just uncharted territory for a, a lot of leaders. And they don't there is no rule book. There is no playbook. Uh, and a lot of people are kind of figuring it out um, as they're going. But I think there's a couple of things that we're counseling on uh, that I think are, are, you know, good guidance or guideposts to be thinking about from a, a leadership standpoint. The first is just being authentic and transparent. 
And I, I think one of the best examples I've seen of that is the Marriott CEO, um, Arnie uh, Sorensen, who, if you haven't seen it, um, check out his video. It's a video he sent to, I think it's 30,000 employees mm. um, and made it public. And, it, you know, th talk about authentic. I mean, this is someone who choked up. Um, you know, which you don't see a lot of uh, CEOs do, hmm. uh, and was, you know, very, um, very, very open with his level of, you know, uncertainty and, and not knowing exactly what to be doing, but then was able to say calmly, here are the things we are doing as a company. And I think that kind of leads to the second guidepost, which is maintaining that sense of calm and focus because mm. as a leader that is what people are ultimately looking to you for they want to know what are the priorities they want to know are, are things okay i mean at the end of the day that's if you're you know an employee or someone who's working with that company that's what you're listening for sure. and and the leader is really setting the tone for that so maintaining that level of calm and focus i think is is another you know kind of critical thing to be thinking about and then the last um, and it's these are all related, is being able to express some vulnerability. And people don't have answers to everything right now. One of the questions that I think keeps coming up for a lot of leaders is, when is this going to end? When are we going to go back to the office? When are things going to become you know, normal again? And I, I wish we all had that answer. We don't. And so I think where where people and leaders can be transparent and vulnerable, um, I think that that is a sign of strength mm. in and of itself. Um, and I think it builds trust. And that's going to get companies through this at the end of the day. So those are just some of the areas. Everyone's doing it a little bit differently. That's okay. You know, testing out, does video work? Do, you know, all hands work? Do one-on-one -on -one, um, coffee hours and happy hours work? It does, it, it's less important how you're doing it. It's that you're doing it and that you're using those three kind of guideposts to guide your communications. Really good point. I'm reminded of a, um, a quote that says um, something to the effect, I'm going to butcher it now completely but it says <laughs> if you can remain calm when all around you everyone else around you is losing their heads it's possible you haven't quite grasped the seriousness of the situation <laughs> hopefully that's yeah, not the that's case very true. <laughs> hopefully that's not the case for many leaders out there uh last question we want to end on a high note Juliana, we want to end with silver linings because silver lining. it's not all doom and gloom. There's been a lot of positives that have come out of this for people, both personally and professionally. What have been some of the silver linings for you, both personally and, and professionally? I love that question. I'm, I'm such a glass half full person. Um, so I, I do think there are some silver linings and I'll, just for me, and I think I probably represent others too when I say this, um, I, this has forced me to be more reflectful of what is really important. Um, and what is really important, obviously, family and health and, you know, your loved ones. But equally, what's really important, you know, even when you think through um, the lens of work, talking to people, checking in on people, asking people how they're doing or can I help or what do you need? I mean, those those connection points that, frankly, a month ago, probably most of us were just trying to get through that, you know, last conference call or that last email there, there's now this moment where people are talking, I think, more and connecting more. And to me, that's a positive and is, is helping us through this. But the other thing I'm seeing, um, and, and this, again, I, I think probably represents others as well, 
creativity. I, I feel more creative. Um, and I don't mean like painting creative necessarily. <laughs> I mean, I mean, creative, you know, in terms of problem solving, in terms right. of what could we be doing differently in right. terms of, okay, that was our plan, but we're scrapping that now and we're going to change it. And let's make this. <laughs> By the way, that's um, happening every day. <laughs> right. There's and, a new plan. It's, you know, if you look, that's, that's not comforting for everybody, mm. but if you embrace that, this is this incredible time of change mm. and you allow yourself to be creative and thinking about, well, why not? Or what mm. if, or let's try. Mm. There's a lot of creativity that can come in, you know, into the mix in whatever way you want that to manifest. So, um, I do think those are kind of two things I'm seeing that I hope, I really mean this, I hope when we all go back to, you know, the normal, um, I hope we retain this because I actually think that that's going to make our worlds better, our people better, ourselves better, and our businesses better. Juliana, couldn't agree more. Great place to end. Juliana Richter is a partner at Waypoint Partners. Juliana, thank you for your time. My pleasure. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. In response to the situation, we'll be putting out daily COVID-19 podcast updates to give creative and independent agencies the best advice and support through this challenging time. Topics will include finance, steps agencies should be taking and the latest on government initiatives, HR, what measures agencies should be putting in place and answering questions on SSP, working remotely, how to optimize your remote working setup and platforms, Managing stress and anxiety, advice on staying strong for yourself, your family and employees. Sales and marketing, how to emerge stronger post-crisis, supporting others and much, much more. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.